Last Sunday we were talking about Galatians 5, where Paul is talking about, and I can just read that verse to us, Galatians 5, Paul is talking about this tug of war between the epithumos of the flesh and the epithumos of the spirit, and we were talking about that, and uh, you know, yesterday morning I woke up, and even before I was awake, and this doesn't happen often, but before I was even awake, I had this train of thought going on with God, and speaking to me about um, this whole subject of desire. And I got out of my bed, made my coffee, and opened my Bible and just started meditating on this. And I want to preach on it Sunday. But remember when Paul, uh, when Paul is writing to the Galatians and he's saying um, uh, in Galatians 5, verse 17, for the desires of the flesh or the epithumos of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit, the epithumos of the spirit, are against the flesh. And so uh, I just wanted to read a couple great quotes I read this afternoon. I had just a few moments. My study times now are just these compressed moments of just cramming and downloading from God during my my son's naps. But um, C.S. Lewis said this. And um, I thought it was just really good. And he was talking about desire. And uh, most people, here's a few points. Most people in the world have no idea or no experience of understanding joy in their life. Just no lasting joy. And so they embark on this journey of discovering happiness. Right? And this is what happened with Jacob. He's on this journey to discover happiness with Laban, with the diva wife, Rachel, uh, this beautiful woman. And he gets into this, we talked about this on Sunday, he gets into this transactional relationship with Laban. Laban refers to the world system, the system of whatever system it is, because the world is full of systems. There's an educational, there's a religious system, and everything is based on you give and you get, or you work and you get. And this is the curse that we find in the curse of Adam. By the sweat of your brow, only by the sweat of your brow will this earth begin to give you any kind of fruit. And so that's what we take into Christianity. That's what we take into every relationship. And it's a cursed mentality. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a leftover from the old creation that's been crucified with Christ, the old man. So people have no idea. A lot of people don't understand what joy is. And so they are struggling with the definition of desire. We talked about that on Sunday. And so desire... Um, people begin to look at the Christians that are living under the law, begin to look at the desires that they have. And these are desires that God puts in the human frame. God has put desires in you and I. Desire for marriage, desire for family, desire for this, a desire for that. And these are not demonic desires. I want to be a godly wife. That's not a demonic desire. Um, you know, I want to have meaningful relationships with my kids. Or I would like to have a job where, where I can pour into this job or into this business and really see uh, people grow, get people plugged into uh, where they can help feed their families, where I can, you know, there's a lot of desires here, but I think um, people get confused about uh, these desires and um, and these desires can come from the good side of the tree or the, or the, the evil side of the tree, but the whole thing comes down to desire and and what happens is, is that um, we begin to define our Christianity with the battle of desires. You know what I'm saying? Desiring this. No, I can't desire that because that's, 
you know, God desires this. And we get into this, and it turns into another tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It just turns into desire versus desire. And I understood, and I, I would like to have someone or read somewhere. And if somebody can find it, I would love to read it. But I'd like to read more about the part of the brain that, and I think it's connected with the nervous system, that part of the brain that when a thought gets to that part of the brain, it's already water under the bridge. It's, it's going to happen. It's like epithumos. It's that it's like when a thought has connected with the nervous system and it's connected with the self, self-image, the self-awareness, and it's happening. Chemicals already start getting secreted into the blood, and you're going to punch that guy out, or you're going to do this, or you're going to rob that bank. Um, and so our Christianity is not battling desires. Okay? That, and and I, I really think that that's a very important thing, that because somebody says, hey, don't, you can't do that, or you can't desire that. Or I mean, I know in some cultures, like in, in Poland, in my mom's, in my mother-in-law's culture, that to desire something good for yourself was was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that. That's you can't desire that. You know, you have to be thinking about other people, and that's the result of Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, is that people that are struggling with things, and we all struggle with something. There's something that every one of us struggles with, depending on what our makeup. We all have like this you know, whatever the go-to thing is. But, and I think that our Christianity wrongly boils down to fighting desires. And I don't think that that's the, I don't think that that is really, I know that that's not. And Galatians 5 verse 17 is the way, okay, the flesh is a desiring against the spirit and the spirit, and it's a, it's a tug of war in the Greek. It's like, you know, we, we gave that illustration on Sunday. And so it becomes a tug of war. Like, okay, I want God. Okay, I'm, I'm following a loving God right now, and it's great. And then an hour later, I'm ready to, like, you know, I don't know, call down fire on somebody or something. You know, I'm on the other side. I'm pulled over that line uh, by, by the other, other desires. So I think it boils down to this. And I think it's something I remember way back in Bible school, Pastor Love said this, and I love this. He said, and I don't know how he said it, but the point was this, is that, he said, the imagination is unconquerable. And he didn't say it that way, but this is how I understood it. The imagination is unconquerable. And we fight the imagination, and we wrestle with the imagination, but really the key is, is imagining uh, something else. Imagine it a different way. Imagine yourself when you're not in that moment of great pressure and temptation. Imagine yourself, and not pretending, but just use your imagination to picture in a graphic way, who you are in Christ in that situation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, like letting your imagination, because the imagination is like a projector that's playing on the screen of your thought life. And, and if we're fellowshipping with who we are in the new creation, who we are in Christ, then eventually every part of our soul is going to reflect who we are in Christ. And that includes the imagination, the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And so if somebody is struggling with imagination... Or whatever it is, then uh, instead of saying no, no, no to that, we begin to replace that imagination with a new thought. And that seed thought is who I am in Christ. So imagine me, like imagine me. Like when I was in Bible school and I didn't want to, sometimes I was discouraged, I just would get this picture. I would imagine myself going up on the stage and getting that diploma, shaking my pastor's hand and the teacher's hand and just having finished this, you know. 
And it just was really encouraging. That encouraged me, you know, imagining, imagine crossing the finish line in heaven, running into the arms of God and the grace, the throne of grace, and hearing, "Well done, thou, fa- thou good and faithful servant." Imagine that, you know. Imagine, um, imagine what a victory tastes like. Imagine what that would. Imagine yourself in a place in your life where, where um, you are enjoying the strength and the power of of a life that is has living in, a, in, a, in an experiential um, victory over, over whatever fears you have. And, and look at where you are today and where, where we were two years ago or where you were a year ago or five years ago. Maybe there are things you're not struggling with anymore because you're, you're like, I got this. You know, I got this. And so um, the, the desire, the, the point here is, is uh, C.S. Lewis says this. He said, our problem as human beings is not that our desires are too strong, Okay, but that our desires are too weak. I thought my desires were the problem. C.S. Lewis continues to say, continues to say, no, your desires aren't the problem. The weakness of our desires are the problem. You are like a child fooling around in the slums of the mud because you can't imagine what a holiday at the sea is like. Does that make sense? So like... The, the problem is not, and I think that there's a book out there. I haven't read it, but I've read some excerpts from it. I think it's by Francis Chan. It's about crazy love. It's about wildly loving. There's this wild side of the human nature that's just wild. It just wants a crazy wild love, some crazy thing, you know. We want to go cra- do some crazy thing like climb a mountain or jump out of an airplane. There's a crazy side of us that really craves the desire I don't think the desire, and I'll just finish with this, that, that I don't think that the strong desires are the issue. I think our desires, our natural fleshly desires, are way much smaller than what God has for us. We're wanting the hamburger, the double cheeseburger at McDonald's, and God's got like a T-bone steak, or he's got like a thousand T-bone steaks for us, or as many T-bone steaks as we could ever want. And so I'm thinking of this verse. It says that they that delight themselves in the Lord. And where is that verse that you say? It's th- Psalm 37, verse 4. Um, I'm going to read that in the, in, the, in the ESV. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So I'm going to end it there. If we delight ourselves, what does it mean to delight ourselves in the Lord? It just means that I'm going to I'm going to just begin to on purpose intentionally begin to think about the riches in the Lord the uh, I want to digest the life of Christ in the gospels you know like Jesus is healing people he's he is raising the dead he is preaching uh, he is he is angry at all the people that we that really that that we don't like those Pharisees that are self-righteous and judgmental people. And Jesus is, a, is our friend, and he's an avenger of us, of those people. And I think that the desires, when we start fighting big desires, like we're like, oh, this, this desire is too great. It's overtaking me. Uh, I'm just going to give in to it. But I think that I think at that moment we need to, uh, we need to understand, or even before we get to that point, that God has something bigger for us than we could have, much bigger than we could have even imagined. And, and that's why it's good, like, we can say to those desires, you know, hey, that's too small. You only want that? 
you know, that's all you want. You just want Oreo cookies and milk in your TV program. That's all you want at night, you know, or whatever it is. Um, you know, and, and just think one thing that has always struck me interesting, and, and I'll let you, I'll open this up with just some comments. Remember when Nathan said to David after he sinned with Bathsheba, he said, he gave, he gave the impression of what he said, that he said, you could have had, David, you could have had anything that you wanted. You just needed to ask, right? Did he say that? He said, but you took. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, you know, if we take these desires, say, God, I really desire this. And I'm just putting that desire before you. And, and however long it takes to come to pass, I'm going to let you. But this is what I desire. I desire healing in this or for you to do this in this relationship or you to bless this um, business endeavor. And when we think that way, we're delighting ourselves in the Lord. And then it says, the next verse, it says, commit your way into the Lord, right? In verse 9 or verse, verse 5. Trust in him and he will, what, act, it says, right? He will act. He'll bring it to pass. And so, um, delighting ourselves in the Lord is a beautiful way to be renewed in the spirit of our mind and renewed in you know that part of us that the dreamer have we gotten so old we don't dream anymore can we dream with God how about our dream for our grandkids you know what's my dream for my future for my future you know what's my dream Am I afraid to dream with God or, or because I've just become so practical with experience or so cynical because of disappointment? Uh, maybe I can't dream. And so if I can't dream, if I don't have any more dreams or if I've, if I've X'd all those out because of cynicism or jaded, jaded thinking, I just need to begin to look at like, you know, like I need to, I need to feast on Habakkuk too. I will do... Is it a back to? I will do a work in your days that if it were told to you, you would not believe it. That's, I think, how back to, isn't it? That take the vision, write it down on tablets of stone so that he that reads it can run. For I will do a great work in your days. I want to believe that for, for, for Houston. I, mean, I want to believe that for our lives. For mm-hmm. you know, Maybe you're in a time in your life where you think, well, I'm on the other side of... <laughs> I'm on the other side, and now it's time for me to start toning things down. And, yeah. But like... Like why can't we have dreams with God and, and delight ourselves in the way? Like I want to see. I I, re, I was thinking, Lord, I want to just see here in my family and in our church a a fervent, loving, living, energetic church of people that are just so on fire for Christ that that love that are just in love with God, that are just being loved by God. And, you know, like we had Sunday. I just felt like Sunday was just such a beautiful day. It was just such a great service. So any thoughts on that? Any, any comments?